This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L. It fuses streaming and free-to-air TV into a single experience, which means you don't have to go in and out of apps to discover content you'll love. Hubble, it's TV and streaming made easy. Good morning, I'm Alex Ty. And I'm Siobhan Moran-McFarlane. It's Wednesday the 7th of February. In your Squiz Today the world reacts to King Charles' diagnosis, charges in Queensland over a grandmother's death, an alert for barley travellers, and an Aussie on top of the food world. This is your Squiz Today. The news of King Charles and his cancer diagnosis was a real shock yesterday, Siobhan, and led to statements from leaders around the world, with our Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, saying that he wrote to the King to, quote, let him know Australians are thinking of him and his family. Yes, and US President Joe Biden said he was concerned about him. But UK PM Rishi Sunak has taken a more reassuring tone. He said that he has no doubt the King will be, quote, back to full strength in no time. Now, we don't have any further detail on what type of cancer the King has, as so far the statement from Buckingham Palace has simply said that Charles will be stepping back from public-facing duties, but will continue his official paperwork and regular meetings with Sunak. All of those reassuring words haven't stopped speculation, though, with close watches of everything royal pointing out that if Charles does become incapacitated, then power will pass to what are called the councillors of state. Yeah, so Queen Camilla, as his spouse, automatically gets power to step in, as do these four councillors that you mentioned. Now, they're the next people in line to the throne who are over the age of 21. So Prince William is, of course, top of that list. But that's a bit complicated for him because he's already pretty busy looking after Princess Kate and their three children because she's recovering at home after her own recent hospital stay. The other three councillors are Prince Harry, Prince Andrew and Prince is Beatrice. But with Harry and Andrew no longer working royals, only Beatrice is really an option on that list. Also, another issue from a purely selfish perspective is that there's also now questions over whether Charles's planned visit down under in October this year might also be under threat. So there's a lot going on with this, Alex. Yes, that visit down under was really big news when it was announced last year to coincide with the Commonwealth Heads of Government meeting in Samoa. But now that whole trip is under question, with Erica Betts from the Australian Monarchist League saying that it is a case of, quote, wait and see. This is a story that we haven't talked about yet on the podcast, but police have charged a 16-year-old in Ipswich over the death of 70-year-old grandmother Vileen White. The 16-year-old was charged with murder. Yes, so White was fatally stabbed in an underground car park in the Ipswich suburb of Red Bank Plains after she'd been out shopping with her six-year-old granddaughter who witnessed the attack. Four other boys aged 15 and 16 have also been charged over allegedly using White's Hyundai as a getaway car. Now, following the attack, police say they were searching for four men of African appearance, with arrests made on Sunday and Monday this week. Then yesterday, police met with senior members of the African community and said they condemn what's occurred here. The murder charge is being heard behind closed doors in the Ipswich Children's Court and the alleged killer has been denied bail. 
Now, youth crime has been a big deal in Queensland recently. Townsville Mayor Jenny Hill says it's the number one issue after a spate of violent incidents. There were absolutely no surprises yesterday when the Reserve Bank announced it would be keeping the official cash rate on hold at 4.35%. That has been the expected outcome ever since news a week ago that Australia's inflation was now at 4.1%. Yeah, so the most notable thing about the announcement yesterday was that it was under the new Reserve Bank processes that are designed to ensure transparency. So that saw RBA Governor Michelle Bullock step up for a press conference after the announcement. During that, she reiterated that inflation is still too high and she wouldn't be drawn on the possibility of any cuts to interest rates this year. Instead, she said, we haven't ruled anything out and we haven't ruled anything in. So she's left us on a bit of a cliffhanger, Alex. (laughs) Thrilling, thrilling stuff. (laughs) And just while we're on Money Talk, the coalition yesterday confirmed that it would in fact be supporting Labor's proposed changes to the Stage 3 tax cuts. Peter Dutton has said that they'll seek amendments to the legislation, but they will ultimately support the move. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online, kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit nordvpn.com forward slash squiz today. Siobhan, this is one for anyone thinking about a Bali trip. The Australian government has updated its travel advice to Indonesia in advance of their general election over there, which is coming up on February 14. So the new advice from Smart Traveller is that any Aussies who are already over there or are thinking about going there need to be really careful to avoid any protests. And that's because tensions are running really high in the lead up to that election. 205 million Indonesians will be choosing new executive and legislative representatives at all administrative levels, and that includes a new president. The popular incumbent, i.e. the guy who's already in the job, Joko Widodo, can't run for a third term. It's just not allowed in their constitution. So he's endorsed a former military general called Prabowo Subianto, who just so happens to have Widodo's eldest son as a running mate. That pair are hoping to secure more than 50% of the vote. Otherwise, the race will go to a runoff election in June. Aussie Foodies had a big win yesterday with the restaurant of a Newcastle-born chef awarded three Michelin stars. Although it is going to be a bit tricky for us locals to get a slice of the action. Yeah, just a bit. And that's because Brett Graham's The Ledbury Restaurant is located in London. So a little bit of a trek for dinner. But (laughs) if you do happen to be in the Notting Hill neighbourhood, we're reliably told that the eight-course menu is well worth it, even though it comes with a price tag of 405 bucks. 
wow, it would want to be good. <laughs> but the 2024 Michelin Guide says that each mouthful provides considerable depth of flavour with consistently harmonious combinations showcasing a streak of originality. That's my best Michelin voice, Alex. <laughs> it's been a hard-earned win for Graham because he opened the restaurant way back in 2005, had to shut for a couple of years during the pandemic, and now has made this amazing comeback. So good for him. Very, very good for him. And Siobhan, you've sold it to me. I'm going to book my flights. <laughs> but just while we're talking about Michelin stars, this is the regular reminder that they don't fly to Australia. There are no Michelin-starred restaurants here in Australia. It is a bit of a scandal. Alex, it is nothing less than a slur and an outrage. <laughs> and it's only because they know that we would just sweep the board because we're so good. So, you know, that's my theory and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Squiz the day, Siobhan. What is coming up today? Our women's cricket team is starting its second game of the One Day International Series against South Africa. That starts this afternoon in Adelaide, so definitely one to watch. And that's us done for today. Thank you so much for listening and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Hi there, it's Bryce from Squiz Kids, the daily news podcast for small people. March is Women's History Month and we're celebrating over on our socials. Every weekday this month, we're throwing the spotlight on a different iconic woman from Australia's rich history. Follow us on Instagram via the handle at SquizKids to learn the backstories of some incredible Aussie women and together honour their legacies.